3: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. PDW Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
3: When a person goes missing, their loved ones often find themselves overcome with worry and grief. Bruce Maitland started the 501c3 nonprofit organization, Private Investigations for the Missing, because he knows this feeling all too well.
2: When Bruce's daughter, Brianna, disappeared in March 2004, he was surrounded by licensed private investigators dedicated to finding her. I'm sorry. Another question here. Uh, I'm really wondering what Greg said on Crawl Space when they stopped recording. I feel it's almost too long to worry about releasing secret details. Is there a bigger crime ring this is a part of that police are wanting, are waiting to have enough evidence about to move on? If so, I think her family deserves better
3: if they don't already know. I don't recall what that Shout was. Shout out to Linz for knowing the history of Crawl Space. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was... One of one of the very first episodes, I think it was like maybe like the second or third episode. Was that when of I was Space. talking about working
4: in Detroit.
3: No, um, you were talking about the group of um, men who may have done something to Brianna and her body. And uh...
4: that story that I didn't tell was where I cut off came from a person that uh, I did an interview with, and you ended up talking to him too. I really wanted Lou to talk to this guy because. When I taught, he he had so much detail and he was so confident and blase about it that I'm thinking, wow, this guy should write novels or something if he's lying to me. You know, I have a pretty good shit detector, I can tell if somebody's lying to me. And, um, but at the same time, you know, when I give it to Lou, like when he first came on board, I'm like, well, read this. But you're not going to believe it. You know, it's, it's just, there's too many people involved there's, it's, it's too much. And so I'll go back, but so Lou takes it and reads it. And we've talked about it periodically. And he's like, there's just too many people involved. And he keeps adding more because he goes on on social media and the the story expands. Um, A lot of it makes sense. He was living in the area at the time. Um, He did know these people. He claims he has firsthand knowledge of a lot of stuff. But it gets to, again, Occam's razor. He gets just, I mean, the whole town's involved by the time he's done. But he told some stuff that was really morbid. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to talk about that shit in front of Bruce or the family or close friends or anything like that. Was, but, yeah, it was a story of of, of them taking her, uh, well, the, the, to the farm. The, and the farm was searched. So it, it is that he he knows the story and he's expanding on it. You know, you look for uh, when people start telling you a story, well, they could have heard this in the news. Or they could have heard me talk about it. They could have read the newspaper and got this information. So it was kind of expanded on that. So I didn't know if he just took that and and built on it. And When you talked to him,
1: did he tell you the same story? It was my statement. I can't remember. Uh, Yeah. Basically basically, stick to the storyline. Basically. The thing is, as you said, every time he tells the story, it gets a little more embellished, and, and he has one individual warning her outside the, the store with their mother, which we've been over and over and over. And then that same individual on the other end that night kidnapping her.
4: No, he he said he said he didn't he didn't have anything to do with the actual kidnapping. They
1: brought her, no, his, her to him his house. Remember. No. No, the latest one he puts him at the scene too.
4: Oh, okay, so he's changed the he's story. He's changed
1: the story again, and in fact, he put the ex-boyfriend at the scene too. <laughs> okay. So, so it's changed
4: this, a lot.
2: I guess this is why we decided to not move forward with having that actually be on the air because. It,
4: well, I think we didn't because it got morbid. It
2: got morbid yeah. and and disturbing. Yeah, and, 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 and a, and a lot also of people really that, I
1: yeah. mean, if you believe him. There's like seven or eight people at the scene doing this, which is. And that sounds
3: really unlikely to you.
1: Yeah, they, yeah. I mean, they could have a town meeting with that many people <laughs> up there, you know. So.
4: It, he went into really gruesome detail. Yeah,
1: there. too much yeah. detail. If you're not there, you don't have that much detail. You know, people don't come in and, and get drunk and, and, and tell you all these minutia. That he. It started out good. It's, yeah.
4: it, he, he started out strong, and he's very convincing when he tells the story. And I'm thinking oh, man, did, this guy's a really good... But then as time went on, he just kept developing on it and developing on it and
3: stuff like so that. So is it a drug thing with him, or why does he keep changing his uh, story? Yeah.
1: Well, he, he did time for, for some. Um,
3: okay. Did, did, oh, oh, did he? he, I, did, he I, did he? Yeah. It's an attention getter. yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Is this something that he heard in jail? No, 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 no. no, no. He like was that. up there at the time. Yeah, so he He's not just, up there anymore. So he knew some of the people... He who knew some Briana of the people, knew, potentially, and... Um, and he's got to get an imagination, I guess?
4: I don't want to accuse him of, of wanting, like, a revenge on these people. Mm, but he some of personal, them, maybe? It's possible that he... And I don't know, I'm accusing him of that, but... I mean, it's possible there's things that he was upset about to do with these people, so that it could be an issue.
1: And then there may be a grain of truth to some of it because some of it is consistent with other things. But it's the problem with these stories. They got legs and you don't know. He named names. I mean, he yeah. he,
4: he, he said if you talk to this person, he would say things like that, would try to convince you. If you talk to this person, they will tell you they were there and this was this and it was this day and this is what happened. Or people just saw little things. I mean, this was the story where he said he talked to this girl. She came in the door, and she saw Brianna. This was after she was listed as missing. And she said, Brianna, I saw you on the news tonight. People are looking for you. What are you doing here? Um, Things like that. And we talked to her.
1: He involves his ex-wife's boyfriend. I mean, it just gets... Yeah. You know. Yeah, I can't sit here and He they wouldn't he wouldn't talk to by the, by the state police when concerns they drove all the that way. That was out my there.
3: next question. Yeah. yeah. So he didn't he did never speak to the police about these accounts.
1: He shut he shut them off after they drove all the way out there to talk so, to him.
2: Well, there's a question that you already answered from Lynn's. She asked if there were any phone calls made from the Black Lantern before uh, she left that night and you've already yeah. checked that out. Um and then she says with whom was she with whom did she go karting? when she broke her arm so she went karting yeah go karting when she broke her arm um, how was the medical bill paid and by whom
4: well she was a, she was a a minor obviously well she she was under 18 bruce said that she he he thinks she was on his insurance he doesn't really recall i mean it was there was nothing Nefarious about any of that stuff. And
1: that was way back in the summertime.
4: Yeah, yeah, and and he told me who she was carding with too, and I can't think of the top of my head. But there was nothing nefarious about that stuff. It just it was taken care of. He goes, I even think the hospital might even eat in the bill.
3: What did the wife of the owner of the Black Lantern say Brianna's state was when she left? And was Brianna parked near a dumpster at the inn? She said that would explain the lime. I, well, I think they're they
4: trying to explain the lime.
3: And, and I guess asking if Brianna was inebriated, I suppose. You talked
4: to the owner, did she? She said yeah. she was fine, right?
1: I talked to the owner's husband. Um, okay. Yeah, there was I no the
4: indication. the wife, didn't she sit there and watch her drive away out yeah, the Yeah, she window? saw her. Yeah. The,
1: the husband told me the wife was, well, saw her drive away. I, I don't know if there's a dumpster there or not. Okay. Um, you know, when I was
4: in school, when I was that age, I, I worked at the most popular restaurant in the where I live. And uh, all my friends worked there and stuff. And, you know, he started as dishwashing, he went up to busser and then you went up to waiter or whatever and you know the place was party madness the bar was the the best place to go and all this stuff but when we got off work and stuff if our friends weren't done yet we went out and hung out by our cars and grabbed beers and stuff like that and restaurants are notorious for the fact because you can drink there this restaurant wasn't that way there wasn't very many people working there there wasn't very many patrons there it wasn't that big of a place but that line could have. My, that was my point. The line could have ended up there. Who somebody knows, leaving a bar, yeah, s- sitting on the back of the car, having a drink, or you know, shooting the shit. But I don't. I don't put anything to that.
0: Or it
1: could have been. It could have been related. You know, somebody at the scene could have been had a Corona or. Yeah. you know, yeah, I doubt it. I doubt it's got anything to do
2: with anything. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I know we we talked about that and we.
4: Oh, you just go right down the rabbit hole with that. And well, just, it's well, the you just say, yeah, it is. Yeah.
2: But you just said Corona. But you, you put the lime in the bottle of Corona. Like, and then you oh, probably yeah, yeah, aren't yeah, yeah. able to yeah, take it out. to of get it out. Yeah. 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 So they would have to have a, a lime. Like, who's p- pulling over to the side of the road by this house and and firing up like gin and tonics and squeezing fresh lime? Yeah. You know, if they're, I don't know. It, it, yeah, again, it came, it's minutiae. I got the feeling if
4: this was anything like my friends in high school, we'd drive up on country roads all over around where we lived and we'd jump out open the trunk, blast the music, sit there and drink out of the cooler, shut the trunk, drive off, go to the next stop, meet our friends, drive all over the place. The car was a mess. It was a rolling dumpster who knows it could be anything
2: we used to have bloody marys and we used to top ours yeah, with yeah you're drinking with dry martinis celery <laughs> celery a nice uh yeah a nice, a nice <laughs> crispy bacon a nice crispy bacon and yeah we re- we'd really do our bloody marys up you know interestingly
1: enough when i first got involved in the case that lime really struck me as what's a lime doing on a car um i talked to a um a Chicago acquaintance who has a pretty good drug history and um Ask her. And in order to extract um, or to make cocaine liquid, you add an acidic uh, something acid to it. Uh, yeah. Um, lemons, limes. It's not ideal because it's kind of an impurity. But that to make it liquid form to be injected, that's apparently one of the methods. So. Oh, interesting. Okay. And why you wouldn't just snort it
2: at
4: that time is possible occam's razor yeah. occam's Razor. Yeah.
1: i mean it's just so that's i know that's a, that's a uh to throw that out there anyway for what it's worth i don't think it's the reason but you know that was an explanation that was given to me
4: so. you know you hear it's it's, it's distracting and it, you hear stuff that's like say the person getting in the back of the car you think yeah it's reasonable i mean she's driving this big old boat that she doesn't lock this car up There's no way
1: And it was just, broken into A couple of yeah, times Yeah it was
4: broken into Which then yeah, you start
1: 30 miles away At a different restaurant
4: It happened twice though You're just thinking Oh does this have Something to do with it Somebody harassing Or somebody stopped You know it gets So it can be distracting But it nothing to do with it. And then there was The thing about You could start her car Without a key Right which that wasn't unusual when I was not young. Unusual, right. I remember my no, right, older brothers drove those old beaters, and you, a lot of times it would happen to the ignition. You sure. just get
1: in turn the thing. We yeah. had know. a police car like cruiser like that. One of them was a <laughs> the police car. You could steal the police car without a key. <laughs> 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 um, years ago, and he same thing. So, and someone had mentioned somewhere I've read it that a friend of hers said you didn't need keys to start a car.
4: So, well, we had a guy on the. Remember initially, uh, the maintenance had. Uh, A website, and they had a chat session every week. So people get on there and they'd talk. It was usually the same people. And one of the guys that was on that was a regular on there who I didn't particularly care for. He actually said that that hey, don't tell. He was talking specifically to another guy, and he said hey, don't tell anybody. But you could start Brianna's key without or a car without a key. And I'm like, excuse me. So the guy sent me a screenshot of it. I thought that was really odd. Hey, don't tell anybody. How would he know? He never knew her. Don't tell anybody you can start a car without a key.
3: I might have heard it from chatting with someone else, one of her closer friends, I guess. I don't think
4: I'd be telling people, hey, don't tell anybody.
1: Yeah. It's, but yeah, I know a, something really a, odd about a girl that's yeah, missing. Some people say that to make it sound more important than a Yeah. Right. yeah I guess himself, if you don't
3: yeah. want to talk about where you learn the
4: information. There was a, he was a really strange guy, too. There was a, couple, a few real strange people that got involved
1: early on. Like cases like this attract him.
4: He, Bruce said he would show up at things and they were like doing search and stuff. And this guy would show up and he'd have a binder, you know, a foot thick with paperwork and follow him around and stuff. It's bizarre.
3: So here's one from Tarek. He was on the show a while ago. Shout out Tarek. So he says, I guess my main question for you guys would be more of a general question, which is how do you Greg and Lou and we, the people who care about the family in case go from here 15 years later, knowing, what you slash we all know.
1: What what is how it we, that we know? It would be my question. How, how, I know. He how, doesn't how have we, a second part. How are we mean, go further? I I wish I knew who, who did it, but I I don't know that we know anything except we have some suspects. Okay, so what do we do? I guess then. What uh, what can what can
3: Tarek and uh, the rest of the people who support it and follow this case online? Do? Tarek Tarek did a pretty
4: good job of getting some news out there to people. I think he was a heavy commenter and stuff like that. He called me. We talked a couple of times. That stuff's always good. Lou and I are going to set up a list here of people that we need to talk to. And there's a few that came up in discussion. We said we really got to talk about where we're going to go from here from starting now. Um, And just go back and start, you know, knocking on doors, I think. Um, Which was nice because when Lou came in, you know, he, like I told you, he was going to recheck what i did and then he did his own and it was just nice to have that because over time even people i talked to way back you know they'll give you a different story over time or they'll you know have a change of heart or whatever um so that's what we're gonna do and we're trying to get maybe just more info- by doing this more information out there and you know Always love to hear from Tarek, what he's got to say and stuff.
1: Yeah, I think uh, two things that w- we need to keep in mind. One, the, the more publicity we get, the more people talk about the case. I mean, we just got a tip last August, so that shows you there's still inf- people that have information Yeah,
4: that Yeah, that was huge. Yeah. That was and, huge. And how does that not come up for
1: 14 years, 15
4: years? <laughs> you know, the, 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 you almost want to slap somebody. You know, w- Why were you sitting on this? Well, they, it wasn't intentional on their part.
1: No, not at all.
4: You know, they— they said that this person had had uh, the person that gave the, the statement
1: had had come forward.
2: is this the same lead that you're okay
1: the other thing I think that that people should keep in mind is um not to take speculation and and repeat it as fact because that can hurt you it really it really can because now all of a sudden you're getting information that people say is fact when you know, you, yeah, and you can. Not, always, they you can know, always
4: yeah. ask us questions on yeah. Chloe's blog or yeah. the your the Brianna you know, pages, or, Brianna page, yeah, or through
1: mm-hmm. CrawlSpace.
2: Yeah, yeah. And this is a good segue. Chloe herself has some questions and it goes right into what you're talking about. She she asks, "Are there other common misconceptions about this case that you'd like to debunk once and for all?"
4: You know, it's really difficult. It is no matter how much you try to think, have an open mind, and all that stuff. It's really difficult to shake things like the drug. Does do it have something to do with Ryan's and Jackson? It, that stuff just hits so heavily in your and mind. And yeah, it still may. It still may. You don't know. But it's, just, it's hard to get away from stuff like that and try to put your mind on well, something else. I don't okay, know. I'll, What's I'll, a misconception? I'll add,
2: yeah, I'll ask a specific one. Do you give any uh, credence to the theory about there being a man in the backseat of the car, for example, who pops up and... And forces this accident into the house, and that's sort of a misconception
4: that's that's out there.
1: Well, it's how likely. Yeah, it would be. I, again, I don't think it's likely. Number one, as as Greg indicated earlier, how they get away from the scene. That yeah, he the didn't whole just walk her is, down one eighteen.
4: Yeah, or, the whole object when you're so. doing that to somebody is to have control over the situation, which right. you're not going to have when she's screaming down the road and you pop up. She's going to hit a tree or slam on the brakes.
1: And, or, and then where do you go with her? Yeah. I mean, so, I would say unless there's more people involved and somebody's waiting with a car and now you're starting to get, you know,
4: you know, I, at one point, and I have it somewhere, it might even be in that package. I went through and I wrote down every possible scenario and why they would and wouldn't be functional. And uh, like you said, there's someone's blocking the road or someone's in Mm -hmm. front of her. And that was a story I think that came from that witness was that um, when she pulled out, they were in front of her and they stopped, and the other car came behind her and boxed her in. And there she was. Well, now how many people he got involved? Then he put there was more than one person in, the, in each vehicle and all that other stuff. And then they got to get her out of there and they leave her car. Then the, the, And then it was they were going to take her car. But when he hit the building, he said, "I oh, screw
1: it. And he left the car there. Or and they the, took the car and they brought it back and hit the building. It, yeah. It, there's just
4: so many and variations. And there. then the overdosing at a party thing was uh, one of the scenarios. And that scenario gets confused by the time frame. So... If she leaves at 11.20, her car spotted at 12.30, she's only got so much time there, okay? Whatever has to take place has to take place in that time. So the story that he told, which was kind of interesting, alleviated that time frame by saying she was taken from there, but she was held somewhere else and and passed away later, a day later or something. It was more than that, actually. So that made sense that she could be somewhere else and it didn't have to happen in that quick time frame. If you look at where the car is, if you are to believe that she was in the car, I mean, she can only go so far and come back. It has to be a round trip. There's only so many miles she can go. You can draw a circle around it. We actually, she can only go what?
1: Uh, we drove from the scene to the where the house party post was and back again. Um, and she, you could do it. Right. But she would have had to walk in the door and overdose <laughs> and then jump in the car yeah. and have yeah, her drop it off. I, so. I, mean, I mean, if you got an hour and 10-minute
4: time frame there, she, the farthest she could drive away is 35 minutes and back. Um, it, and then it was, what did she do? Go to a, a house party 50 minutes away, walk in, go, you know, open the door and go, hey, give me some drugs. Overdose, fall on the ground. Right. And they all go, oh, my God, we got to get rid of her. And they take her back to the house. And it has to happen that fast. It just doesn't and seem quick reasonable. And dump
1: car and somebody else yeah. drive and picked up to be able to dump the car.
4: Yeah, so he alleviated – that was interesting about that. Without knowing it, he alleviated having to stick to that tight time frame. But it, it, if you if you sit down and write down each thing that you believe could have happened, you can figure out how many people would have to be necessary to have it and how likely it would be,
1: and it's just not it, that likely. And, and the thing about that, too, is you, you get a story – and you show that that's not plausible and the next thing you know you've got a spin off of that story yeah. that, that makes it a little more possible yeah. and then when you find that yeah. you shoot that down now it changes a little bit more try you're
4: trying to make it fit yeah. you know how can I make this work
1: instead of yeah let it, instead of the facts fitting the, the solution you make the you get a solution then you try and make the facts fit it you know
3: we'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsor thanks to our sponsors and now we're back to the program Okay, here's another one from Chloe. She says, There has been some talk about a connection between Brianna and missing Nate Curry. This was alluded to by a journalist. Can you guys comment on whether any connection between the two has been reported to you or to law enforcement?
4: Yeah, as a matter of fact, that journalist, he has my phone number, I, I believe, and he knows who he is. He's listening. He can text me or call me, but... I I've never heard that. We've never heard that Brandon knew Nate in any way shape or form. Yeah, okay. So, and if you're if you're not familiar with are you familiar with Nate, Yeah. I mean I, much I was oh, trying to think of that. And
1: when that was first stated by the individual, I think um I looked into it a little bit and there was uh, he had said there was a connection between the two and I just don't think there's nobody uh, yeah. ever heard of this guy in her circle. Okay. So, uh,
4: I mean, it's odd when you look at it from our point of view that well, it's kind of like looking at Mora. Okay, she's ninety miles away. Car left by the side of the road. She's gone. Superficially, because his was that way. His car was found by the side of the road. Ah. He's gone. You know what I mean? So it looks like, oh, is this have something to do with this? Similar Plus, it, mo in it, yep. such a place that's so sparsely populated, people go missing
1: <laughs> awful lot. Well, yeah. Look at Collins, uh, Legia Collins. I mean, yeah, two months, three months later. Yeah. Uh, That's one thing that we haven't touched on is uh, maybe you want to comment on it. You know more about than I do is the Ducharme affidavit. So Ellen Ducharme, when when
4: Ryan's left after he was interviewed by the police and stuff like that and after the Reservoir Road raid, you know, him and his friends are up there, and they're realizing, oh, my, everyone is looking at us, everyone. So not a good place to sell drugs anymore. So Jackson leaves the state. He comes back into the state periodically probably still does because he has kids spread out across the state, doesn't he? A few. A few, yeah, randomly. Um, and Ryan's goes down to Burlington and sets up shop, which I think that's where his stuff was coming from anyway. It was kind of a, his, part of his pipeline. But he lives with this girl named Legia Collins. Legia is running crack around at different people and selling it for him. She goes down to Ellen Ducharme's house. Ellen is on a bender, and she ends up hitting Legia over the head with a baseball bat. Uh, It's a really graphic story. So Legia goes missing.
1: Just to put the time frame in context, this is July 4th of that same year, 2014. Same year.
4: So you're looking from March 19th to July 4th. July 4th. Okay. So Ramon Ryan's goes to the Burlington. Police Department and reports LaGia missing, uh, knows that she was at Ellen's house, actually goes to Ellen's house and inquires about her. So they start looking at Ellen, and it doesn't take long for them to put two and two together and realize that Ellen had killed her. The story that Ellen tells, once all is said and done, and she's arrested, and she, she ends up talking with the Burlington police, she has a bunch of interviews before they finally won't let her leave. She says that Legia came into the house. Their argument had to do with a gun and that the gun was her boyfriend's Moses, I believe, Moses Robart. That was his gun, and then she let uh, Ryan's borrow it and that she wanted it back and that Legia was giving a hard time and laughing about it and that uh, she was insinuating that Ryan's had used a gun to do with Brianna um, in that Ellen felt that she was somehow going to be mixed up in this crime. She ends up beating Ligia over the head with a baseball bat. Really horrific crime. Throws her down the stairs. She's still alive, laying at the bottom of her cellar stairs. Robar, and I had this wrong, too, in in, in the earlier podcast, I had thought Robar had been pulled over in a traffic stop because they were looking for him to question him when they were questioning Ellen, and he shot himself. That's not true. He was at work. He was at a, a roofing company, and he was on break and he was uh, sitting at the end of his truck, you know, his lunch pail open and stuff. And the police came around from every different direction, surrounded him. He pulled out a gun and shot himself. So,
2: so that's a misconception that he was in his truck. And right. Shot himself? Yeah. Okay.
4: Yeah. Cool. That's that's always been he the story. He was his truck, but
1: he wasn't driving. He no, wasn't he wasn't stopped.
4: driving. He was just sitting there having eating or something. Okay. Or taking a break. So, Ellen goes Ellen pleads she doesn't have a trial. Um, and she goes to prison. She's still in prison. Um, at some point, the police go to her sister's house, Debbie, and is going to arrest her son on some petty charge. And she freaks out. and She just loses it. And she says, if you take my son, I won't tell you what happened to Brianna Maitland. And she gives this statement. And the statement's pretty detailed and, and, and pretty morbid. And, you know, it it's hard to believe that, again, somebody's making this up off the cuff about something that happened in the past that doesn't live anywhere near her. It's not like it's her local news or anything like that, which is really strange. So when you go and you get the records for the court records for Ellen and there's, you know, records to to do with her court proceedings, she says that the, the, the issue was is about a gun and the, and the judge is arguing. The judge actually says, no, it's not. It's about cocaine. And she says, no, it's about a gun. He, he shuts her down. That, that's in <laughs> if, if the, the,
1: the transcript. Too.
4: If I was the judge, I would say, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's this about a gun? Why don't you tell me about that? Well, I think he was privy to it, and that's why he did it. Because if you go back to other records and look at her when she's uh, being interviewed by the police, she says that uh, this was all about a gun. It had nothing to do with the fact that she was on a bender. And wanted cocaine and was going to rob the person of cocaine that came to her house. And this all seemed like a great idea. She literally was on a bender. If you read what she had ingested over the past like four or five days, it was incredible. Probably kill down, down a bowl. Yeah. yeah. So she tells a story about Brianna. And you, you, you read the story and you think, oh, my God, there you go. Here we are, you know. Well, she tells three other stories, too. So you say, no, that, that, that's not what happened, is it? And then she tells a different story. So then you're back to square one, where she's seems she's throwing stuff at the wall, to see if it'll stick. That's the impression you get
1: anyway. Again, that's the frustrating part about all this. You get something that looks like it's really hot, and you follow up and follow up, and all of a sudden at the end of it, you're no further along than you were before, and um, and that's why when people think. The police are taking a long time. They deal with this all the time. I mean, they've got...
3: Misinformation
1: and rumors and lies. People that get arrested, they want to make a deal, they give them false information, you're chasing ghosts, and it's, you know... We had a a tip come one time out of
4: a jail, and uh, Bruce sent it to me, and he said, look it over and tell me what you think, and I'm going to have you work on it and stuff. And I'm reading through it, and it was this man. He said, well, I'm in a, I'm in jail with so-and-so, and he named him and everything. And I looked into him, and I kept an eye on him for a while, actually. And um, he told this whole story, and it sounded all convincing and everything like that. And you flip the page and get to where his signature is, and he signed it like, uh, you know, super master chief of the, you know, solar system kind of thing. And you're like, oh, man, here we
1: go. This is a jail cell one.
4: He just, he just was a kook. Yeah. He was he signed it like you know something crazy and and, and then he had little doodles and
1: he, they're in jail and they're bored yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah
4: yeah
2: so Chloe also asked uh, does investigating unidentified Jane Does play a role in your investigations or in your investigation?
4: I used to go on uh, the Doe Network all the time yeah. well I'd go on periodically and look through it and see what was new because I'm f- familiar with everything that was on there and
1: is you know and then they would update. Um, and something didn't something just come up about that a couple of days ago. Yeah. I forwarded it up to Vermont anyways, but I I don't think it's um I don't think it's I mean, it had to do with some bones that were found out in Florida, but it was like a month after and the, the rate of decomposition was such that I don't I don't think it could have been her about.
4: And that comes up periodically where uh what was that? Uh, do you remember when the uh, Asian female skull was found and I can't remember what town it was found Yeah. In. It was going back a few years people jumped all over that and just went apeshit and every time you see body
1: found in vermont you get six yeah yeah, so
4: wait until you see you know you go up through vermont some of the cemeteries you see are amazing i'll pull off the side of the road and just walk through the cemetery to look at because it's interesting to see how old they are and everything but you know with a storm or something like that in a in a part of the country like that that can happen yeah so just wait to see what the police release if they release and say yeah you know this is if it meets if it meets the criteria you're gonna know
1: interestingly though the Jane doe um, is one of the ways I got involved in this originally because we had in my town in an unsolved back oh, from the 70s it was never identified female so um it was one of those things every once in a while you get a tip and you look into it and it turned out to be nothing but that's how I got familiar with the Jane doe network and then when Brianna came up of course it was just natural that I having ties up in Vermont that I was curious about it and everything. So. And shelved it, you know, because I was working. But after I retired, I was thinking, geez, it's never been solved. Um, and it's too bad. You know, This you have so many unidentified bodies out there. It's so many unsolved. that it's, They do a great work matching things up. But.
2: Now, we know that Bruce has tried to— utilize the connections he's made his experience in all this and he founded private investigations for the missing what's your feelings on that organization that nonprofit and how do you feel like uh your work can contribute and how do you feel like the community can support private investigations for the missing this is also a chloe question
4: well we're in the stage right now the fundraising stage so you know, for years, Bruce and I talked about it. We should really do this. We should really do this because nobody can afford it. I mean, Bruce couldn't have afforded to hire somebody full time. Everything that I've done, I did by just he paid my expenses. And um, so he, he said, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do and it. He's really excited about it. He went through the process. He got uh, nonprofit status. And so we're trying to raise money. So we want your money. Just send us money. Yeah, really. Anything you got. There's
2: a uh, GoFundMe account that's attached to it. If people go to investigationsforthemissing.org, you can donate directly on that website by just clicking the Donate Here uh, button. And what does that money go towards?
4: Well, it's going to go towards providing uh, investigations for families of missing people. Um, Right now, I'm the only one on board. Um, We're hoping that's going to change. Once we get rolling, we can have other people on board. You're the
2: only private investigator on board.
4: Yeah, they're going to start with me. Good. Um, So I'm actually going to leave my business and go to work doing that. But we have to meet a certain amount of money before we can start doing it and do it right. Um, So I'm willing to base jump off the Hancock building. In Boston to raise money, no.
1: <laughs> well, we could probably arrange that. I mean, what, what it needs is um, GoFundMe is great, but it's not going to fund it. What it needs is corporate sponsorship.
2: Right, it needs grants and corporate and
1: sponsorship. And it Needs um, which we're working on. Yeah, it needs someone who with expertise in the fundraising area, you know, that would volunteer their time and, and everything. Um, you know, it's it's a great idea though because you know mm. we know about Mara, we know about. Um, Brianna. We know about Molly Bish. We know about Holly Perini. Um They're all pretty middle-class white girls, you know, and there's thousands of uh, cases like this across the country with, uh, that don't have the notoriety that these do, you know, you know whether the family doesn't have the resources or, or whatever. So, um, you know, you, it, these cases are expensive. I mean, I, I have put nowhere near the hours that uh, Greg has put in this by any means but I put in a lot <laughs> and you've and, put
2: in a lot of hours on other cases
1: just by being a yeah, law enforcement Yeah, so you know what it takes yeah and especially this because you, you, when you're in a public uh, agency you've got a lot of resources at your hand you've got other agencies you've got records checks you've got the FBI you got other agencies to call and you've got manpower Greg's by himself <laughs> you know um, um, anything we do we we have to do on our own if it's Computer searches, you got to pay for those. I've probably racked up on her his case uh, $500, $600 worth sure. of computer search alone Yeah, um, that I, I don't charge them for. I mean, this, I've done this all gratis, and I don't want anything for it. But um, if you had to pay for these services, um, I, they just couldn't afford
4: it. It's it, amazing. It's, you know, you realize when you go, like if we go up to Vermont for two days or something, you're talking gas, food. Hotel, hotel, incidentals. It just boom, cha, 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 cha. You can go. You
2: can go up there for a weekend to do a boots on the ground search, a couple interviews, and some really peripheral type. You know, just like scouting of the area, and you can come back and say, "Oh, I didn't realize that that cost twelve hundred dollars." Oh, you guys
4: must. When you were going up, driving up thrace to watch your show, when you guys did, you must have spent a fortune. Yeah. How much you spend when you went up to Canada? You in.
2: Oh
3: that overall that that
2: that was at least a a god I would say about
3: a $3000 jeez yeah uh, there were some flights involved flights hotels, and hotels gas hotels, yeah. car rental the cheapest
1: one was when they got lost <laughs> yeah. When we got stranded, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was the first podcast I saw. These guys, I said, you know, I told somebody, I said, I'm oh, not really lucky. impressed.
4: <laughs> you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, lost. they don't know where
1: they're going. Yeah. Um, they go on a road that's closed in the middle of winter time. <laughs> there was no sign saying that.
4: Yeah, you, you have if, to have somebody with you that doesn't people, really doesn't want to get lost and says, "Guys,
1: turn around." <laughs> if Those people had left a half hour earlier, You guys would still be up there, you know. Yes. <laughs> oh, if they. A
2: half hour? Yeah, forever they, grateful too. They, they were on their way out of the driveway.
4: Like they were, <laughs> yeah, they were and the getting, next scene is you're car. sitting in their house like having cocoa or something. Yeah. Or <laughs> we drinking beers with them. Yeah, oh, yeah we had a few right. beers
3: waiting for the tow truck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my and God. And th- thank goodness the uh, tow truck had some extra rope, Extra too, rope, if, because, because it would have been like a $1,500 <laughs>
2: charge to get like a special tractor down there to get us out. It oh, wouldn't have
3: happened that night, either. Right. It was like a Sunday night, yeah. and it was already dark. If, yeah. we, had,
2: if we had been 301 feet out. We wouldn't have been able to do it. He oh, had
3: the entire God. chain or the entire like like rope on the on the tow truck, and then he had an additional rope, and then I believe he tied <laughs> like a shit show, like yeah. a like a shirt or something like that. It was uh, well.
2: I made the joke about it, how I would just strip down and tie my clothes to it, <laughs> yeah. or I would just
1: hang on <laughs> <laughs> like back up. It'd be like the hitcher. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. But Only uh, in Vermont would they not put a sign up saying road closed. Uh, yeah, it was it, unbelievable. It was his regular, We, it was we his, didn't know that right.
3: that road was so deep. It was like three or four feet deep of snow and. We had no idea. <laughs> yeah,
2: it was we, his regular cable coming off his tow truck to a chain to then a rope. That I'm not kidding. It was there was oh maybe we made a it by a few of, foot. Yeah, it yeah. was like a foot. Oh of slack my god. Like. Yeah, yeah. And then that thing is started some moving. Some of those it was, you, it was you, the greatest
4: moment. If you're not accustomed <laughs> to the, living that way, it's it really is a different. When you're up that far north and there's not many people around, you, you're just not used to it.
3: Yeah, we didn't it's, know which way to go. we yeah. did not know we couldn't go that way.
2: And there's no cell phone service, so we got the GP. S coordinates through our phone, which was still active, but
3: It didn't account for roads being closed due to weather. Yeah. Which is why we got,
1: and now it's mud season up there. So yeah. you just as have to get stuck in the mud as you yeah. are in the snow.
2: And it is so funny because Chloe had <laughs> later told uh, Katie, uh, you know, we, we we screwed up. We went down this road. We we shouldn't, and we we missed the digital. Uh, and she was like, "What is wrong with you guys? You should <laughs> <laughs> like you actually tried to drive through the mountain like, like
4: through the, the pass there." Yeah, there's there's one pass going. I can't remember the Smuggler's Notch. Yes. isn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah. And have you driven that one? No. You're not supposed to drive 18-wheelers and stuff through there. You buses. can't. It's illegal. Watch their news. They get stuck. It's two, three times a year. There's an 18-wheeler there and some road, and he's just crammed right in. And, and of course, all the people show up to
1: help, and they're like, what are you doing? How many <laughs> times? There's many time? a, a huge yeah. fine now for doing that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, because they, they can't make it. It's so windy, and there's boulders and. a... They just can't negotiate that And They don't time. want to back out, so they keep trying it, and then they
4: get in then tighter they get and tighter and tighter. Yeah,
3: yeah. You've yeah. gone too far at that point. I just remember that moment, looking at that hill, <laughs> which was snow-covered, and we were like, "Oh, that's just that's just a little of snow over the pavement." Yeah. I specifically we said, go for it." Yeah, <laughs> I specifically was like, "Yeah, you got it." <laughs> and little did we know, like the snow was actually over the guardrail. Like it was oh, that it was God. that deep of snow that we were uh, driving into. And yeah, how just... far
4: was this house away from that? Not far, not far
3: not well it was the house that yeah, we ended up yeah, hanging out at feet. was very close but it's the yeah. only house there kind of might have been thing. there was a couple other ones but one of them had like a hermit and it was like a deaf guy and he was like 90 yeah who and he like, said he they was, never would answer the he door he was not going to answer the yeah, door yeah, yeah, yeah we really
2: would have been in deep trouble yeah, i don't i don't when, know what we would have when done. we drove out to get cell phone service with the couple we looked at the houses going out there and coming back and none of them had lights on we would have been in deep trouble i want to get back to um Private investigations for the missing. There's a chance that uh, they will have a presence at CrimeCon 2019 in New Orleans this year. Uh, that's that's part of the fundraising um, effort that Bruce's. Well, Bruce is trying to get some funds to get you, Greg, to go down there. Yeah. he is going to make an appearance. I'm going to be there. there. You're I- going to be I'm pretty
4: there. Okay. sure. And you're going to be there. And we're going to be. We're going to do something, right? Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh yeah. We'll we'll do a live show, or we'll try to get yeah. on a panel. Yep. And yep.
4: then. Uh Bruce is going to have a vendor booth, which I thought I was going to be doing, but he wants to go. So he's going to be doing a vendor booth, I think.
2: But people can come down and check out uh, Bruce Maitland, you, private investigations for the yeah. missing.
4: You know what? We do want people to give. Um, and we have the form that we can give you that's the, the tax sheet, so it's it's a right tax write-off. So you help us out that way. And, yeah, we do need corporate sponsorship, but we want to get the ball rolling. Everything helps. Um, that's what we're going to be looking for. You know, this is all new to Bruce. But he's doing a great job. Yeah. And um, he's got some other things on the fire. But And, and he just today was telling me that uh, he's got somebody that he might get on board that all they do is raise money for nonprofits. So that would be very cool.
1: Great. Yeah. Great. Well, it's really I mean, commendable of him in light of the fact that it's his daughter to want to help others, uh, knowing that it's – I mean, I think – I don't want to say we've run the string as far as we can, but we, we're doing the best we can. But, but this I, organization is not going to help him out any. It's right. going to help other people out. Yeah, and he
4: wouldn't, he wouldn't take the funds from this to, towards Brianna's. It's not, it's not meant for that. Right. You know, um, we've talked about this. Had we worked this full-time from day one, different story. It would be a whole different story. It'd be a whole different ballgame. Um, but we couldn't. Bruce couldn't afford it. We've got to work regular jobs. Is what it is. How? Just out of curiosity, give us a ballpark of what you charge an hour.
1: It depends on who it is and what I'm doing, uh, but it'd be about hundred bucks an hour usually.
4: About hundred bucks an hour. Guys charge, and if you get in a metropolitan area, you're talking three hundred bucks an hour. Anywhere a hundred to three hundred,
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, but it's it's not just that. Expenses can rack up fast. Huge. And, uh, like I said, the, you know, you, I subscribe to a computer program, but every check you got to pay for, and it mounts up quick i mean it's yesterday i think just helping out uh, chloe with the loss in case i ran three checks for
4: think about an average couple having to pay that every week this will take care of everything for someone and if 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 i had been able to do this full time and just knock on doors from day one whole different ballgame yeah absolutely
2: And, and everything starts from somewhere there's a lot of work that will go into raising enough money to make this happen but that this is how those great organizations start. For example, Namus, that started from that started from some guys from basement, nothing. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Before the internet was big. Yeah. Before I won't
4: base jump. I'll do some stunt though. I'll go stay in a abandoned psychiatric ward or something.
2: What? No. You know what? We should do something where we get a psychic on. You join um. us people can pay money for tickets to watch you and a psychic. uh,
4: I'll challenge any psychic to come sit where Lou is across from me and I will slaughter them. I will absolutely slaughter them. And tickets
2: are on sale now.